Mike Tirico is not doing the Super Bowl. This is about the oh. only event that Mike Tirico is not doing. Oh. <laughs> so we actually have a chance to talk to him because I think Fox has the Super Bowl this year, not NBC. And so Mike might even be in Ann Arbor. Who knows? In home. Mike, how you doing? Just, just in town. Just out of town for a little bit. Doing great, Mitch. Kenny, good to talk to everybody. Yes, a, Fox, a Fox Super Bowl this year. So... Uh, mm. Uh, I'm enjoying enjoying watching. Actually, I'll uh, head out to the game and enjoy it as a fan and do some other other business stuff. But looking forward to a good game. I, I think it's the two best teams all year. Did really you do. did you so, miss not doing one. the Pro Bowl water balloon throw yesterday, Mike? Um. <laughs> I I I did two Pro Bowls. I'm glad glad my uh, glad my run is ending. I think it was two. Uh, they're so memorable. Maybe it was three, but uh, I'm 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 good on Pro Bowls. Although I will give them credit. I think what they did yesterday was much more entertaining than what the game became over the last few years. So at least they tried something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, you you guys didn't have to sit and call yeah, right. a, real, yeah. a real football game that looked like a flag football game. At yeah. least they were calling a flag football game that was intended to be a flag football right. game. Right, that's true. There goes another yeah. guy not trying to tackle <laughs> the that's running back. I'll tell you a true story. We're doing, uh, I'm, I'm with John Gruden. We're doing the Pro Bowl, gosh, seven, eight years ago. And after the first two plays, we looked at each other and go, what, what do we say for three hours? Because nobody is really, they, nobody wanted to hit anybody. They don't want to hurt each other in a right. game with no meaning. And it just gets you to that realization. You know what? At this point, this much money that they make, this isn't worth it. It makes no sense to play the game. So at least they tried something yeah. to fill the week. You kind of wonder if uh, with the way that football has gone in 17 games and extended seasons and the offseason that never ends in the NFL, if right. if they just simply named guys to the Pro Bowl roster, so to speak, and never had a game, would anybody care? You know, because yeah, it's more right. of an honor to just sort of you get some players get bonuses if they make it or whatever. But nobody really cares if they play in the game. It's just if they called it something else, if like they they have all pro. I mean, you you well, call it something else and you say, wow, you made it and you're on that team and that's it. No one ever really. It's not like the all star game in baseball where, you you, you know, people right. look to see somebody playing and nobody looks to see a guy who got from their team play in a Pro Bowl. Small, nuanced thing, but I stopped for the most part, probably 95%, referring to how many Pro Bowls a guy has gone to and instead referred to the All-Pro team because we were getting guys who were the fifth or sixth alternate becoming right. Pro Bowlers because guys kept passing. So the actual title of Pro Bowler was completely completely right. well the, 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 the baltimore quarterback yeah, or, the, yeah. guy threw exactly. more interceptions right. and touchdowns for the year he's right. a pro bowler in, in name only i'll tell i'll tell you the one thing yesterday did people got to see guys without their helmets and they got to connect with them and hear them and it was a little more engaging and connecting look the league gets people to watch people i haven't seen the tv ratings from yesterday People watch more than they'll watch anything else on TV. Yeah. So there's a marketing opportunity that they're not going to turn down. If they made it into three days of the players had a good time and there was some marketing value to it, okay, it's good. It, it's a better effort than it was. I'll tell you that. Well, speaking of people watching, confidence. there'll be uh, a few more people watching the yes. game on Sunday night. I agree with you. Uh -huh. These are These are the two best teams uh, going right now. Uh, you know, you could argue on the – AFC side that a couple weeks ago 
Buffalo or Cincinnati look like the best teams going, but the, the, you know the chips fell where they did, and Kansas City won. So you can't argue with that. Uh, and I also think it's 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 kind of when when uh, when Patrick Mahomes is the is the oldest quarterback in the in the yeah. quartet yeah. left. <laughs> We right. are we are at the point where Tom Brady's retired now. Aaron Rodgers, who knows if he's coming back or playing, but he clearly seems like his time's done. And the older the older guys are moving out. We really are in a new era here now of quarterbacks, star quarterbacks. Yeah, they, we entered that new era, and this was the year that they completely cleaned the stage because it was the first time that we had no postseason with either Manning, Rodgers, or Brady in twenty years. So. Mm-hmm. We are clearly into this is now their era. It's not coming. It's arrived. And Mahomes is the Pied Piper of that group. He's the leader. Three Super Bowls in four years, trying to win a second one in that same span. Has that um, real fun way about him. He's got Mitch and Kenny. He's got the Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant kind of atmosphere around when he plays. And what do I mean by that? Like you want to watch because he might do something you haven't seen anybody else do. At any point, some regular third and six turns into this next highlight reel for Mahomes. That's what Kobe did, and that's what Tiger did. And I'm not saying he's as good as they were in their sports. He's pretty damn good. But he's got that ability to get you out of your seat and go, wow, how did he do that, that most of the other guys go. Yeah. I'm going to make a uh, a bold prediction here. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to say that Kansas City is going to win this game, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles have played a competitive game in about two months. They, they, they played the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. And I'm sorry, the Giants, the, the Lions were a better team than the Giants at the end Correct. of the year and would have given them a better game. And it showed 38 to 7. The 49ers could literally had nobody who could throw the football. You, I mean, that turned out to be nothing more than like a, a, a hot tub would have been more exerting for the Eagles <laughs> than, than that game. 31-7, to seven, they went. They didn't have to try. They didn't have to do anything. Before that, you got the regular season, which ended with Jalen Hurts hurt for a couple of the games, and they lost to the Cowboys, and they lost to the Saints, and then they played the Giants again. And then before that, they played the Bears, and before that, they played the Giants. I mean, I'm going back to, like, the game against Green Bay on November 27th. 40 to 33 was the last competitive game that they were really in. Meanwhile, Kansas City had to, you know, had, had to work. And I think that they're just a little more battle-tested going into this thing. I think the Eagles think that they're great, and everybody around them thinks that they're great, but they haven't been challenged by anybody. I, I agree with your premise um, almost in totality. We, we did the Green Bay 40-33 to game. It was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And, and I'll tell you, the game was not as close as the score indicated. But a couple of teams along the way have put up points on Philadelphia. And I don't think it's Philadelphia's offense that I'm concerned about. It's their defense. They can be very impactful with a pass rush. If they don't get that pass rush, a guy who Lions fans know, Darius Slake, they have to have a big game for Philly. Bradbury, their other corner, their their secondary is going to be tested here. And can they stop Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey is the biggest can-you-stop-him guy in the league because when he gets going, it opens up everything else for a really talented group of other guys. That's the matchup I'm keen on seeing. And I agree with you on that point of being tested. We had the Kansas City Jacksonville divisional playoff game. Mahomes got hurt. 
Kansas City was in a four-quarter game, and Cincinnati obviously came down to the very last drive. So you're right. Even the games before that, Kansas City has a little more, okay, we've been in some thick mud here, and we fought our way out. Philadelphia doesn't have nearly as much of that going into this game. And they, you know, they have the Super Bowl experience. You got a quarterback who's already won one and been to a bunch of them, and, yeah. and then you got Jalen Hurts who has been having a great season. But there is that learning curve of the first time you're in a game like that. If and they win, is that dynasty? No, Kansas been? City. Dynasty. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, dynasty. Dynasty. That, like that. That. That term. That term and goat have just been abused <laughs> to the point of being. <laughs> you know, like, seriously. You find a new animal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's a dynasty? The Steelers are a dynasty. You know what's a dynasty? The Niners. The Cowboys, three Super Bowl. That's a dynasty. You know, getting to three and four years is nice. It elevates you, Kenny, to the next chapter in the conversation. You don't get eliminated in the, uh, you know, the, the Jeopardy $200 level question, right? <laughs> you, you, you move on to the tougher stuff. You'll go, you know, Kansas City made three and four. Maybe it'll be more. And if they won two and four, hey, that was as good a team as we had in that five-year stretch in the NFL. Not like they give you a trophy for that, but they would be. Dynasty, right. no. Uh, I have to say that New England was a, New England was a 20-year dynasty. It's just Correct. they had a lot of years where they did, they were off, but I mean, you, you have but to rec- that the time of Brady can, was can, there is you'd have to call that a dynasty. Yeah. Well, you can make the argument they had two separate dynasties within the long run with the same quarterback. The end, yeah. And, right, exactly. You look at the front end and the back end and there were three and four years, five and seven appearances. You could make the argument in two distinct chunks. They were a dynasty that you could talk about. But the yeah. totality of it, absolutely. And the fact that Tom played in 10, it's just nuts. It's, when he retired, when we look back at his final numbers, you just sit there and go, this is obscene. It, what he did, and the fact that he won one more, not with New England, just really iced the whole conversation where there's not a comparison. He's right. the guy. I think that, that put him over the top. And in hindsight, yeah. he should have walked away from that there. I mean, that would have been the perfect career. Uh, as we're talking to Mike Tarico, I want to ask you for Tom Brady, whose next stop, apparently, if he's really, really retired, his next stop yeah, will is. be the broadcast booth, but not, we're finding out now, not until 2024. <laughs> he wants yes. to take between now and, and 2024, probably to try to figure out how much money he lost in Bitcoin. And then, <laughs> it's a gap year. Yeah, it's he's gap. taking a he's gap year. Gap, he's going to he's gonna backpack across Europe. Across Europe. <laughs> he's going to take a URL pass. He's going to hang out on you know, some beaches with some youth hostels, and he's going to find himself. Uh, but, man. Damn it, yeah. Yeah, but but as a now he enters a world that you are far more experienced in than him. Do you think, and you know him, do you think he has the goods to be a great broadcaster? Yes, absolutely. I do. I'm going to give you three reasons quick. One, we talked about it with him in early September, and he said, I've never been afraid of hard work, which is true. He's a total student of the game. So he's got that. Second, as we visited with him, we had the, the uh, I almost said the Patriots, the Buccaneers three times this fall and winter. Tom was really candid. His observations of things going on around the league in off-the-record chats were really sharp and clear. If he brings that attitude to the booth, and who's going to say, well, who's that guy? How could he, how could he say that? Nobody. 
If he brings that to the booth, he has a chance to be exceptional. Here's where the challenge is going to be. When Tom Brady has studied for an opponent for 23 years, he has studied one thing. He has studied the defense he's going against. When you do what – this is like – and I'm sticking up for my partner here, but this is why Chris Collinsworth has won 17 Emmys. Here's what you prepare for when you're in that chair. You prepare not for one, you prepare for ten. Both offenses, both defenses, both special teams, because that matters in a game. And if you can't talk about that as an expert in the booth, you're not worth your salt of being a number one analyst. You have to prepare for both coaches. What do they do? What do they like to do? Do they challenge? Do they go for two? You've got to first guess those guys. And then you've got to prepare the salary cap and the franchise. So you know when you get in a conversation about Lamar Jackson, can he stay another year? What are the ramifications if he leaves? So he's got he's got to learn what to study, but he'll do that, and he I think he will be great in the booth. I'm excited to hear him when he gets to the booth in a couple of years. I really well, the one that's a that's a really cogent analysis of it, and I think those are all good points. I would have added one more though. Oh, I think sure. you have to learn how to be a fan of the game, and mm-hmm. the thing that I not an analyst of it, not a critic, not yeah. not Joe Theismann, who I always thought. You know, I like Joe and I know him and all that, but I always thought Joe always looked at it as like, I could do better. I could do better than that. I could be doing that out there. I could be any, any kind of analyzed that way. Whereas yes. Chris Collinsworth gets excited, literally gets excited. Oh, oh you got to look at what this guy, wait do you see. This is the reason that everybody loves him. He talks like a fan. And I wonder if Tom Brady, with his the ego that he deservedly has, which he's the mm-hmm. best guy to ever play the game, can ever get down to the level of being that excited about what he's seeing that the fans can relate to it. That's what I would wonder about him. It, Not what, that if Chris, he can do the X and O thing. Great point. Chris knows it's entertainment, and he brings joy to the game. And that's really valuable because people right. are sitting and spending three hours with you. Can they enjoy it? I'll give you a quick, quick anecdote on Brady. Christmas Eve, we're getting ready to do their Christmas night game, Bucks and Cards in Arizona. So they're out in Arizona practicing on Christmas Eve morning. We meet with them. We're waiting for Tom, and Tom walks in. He's waiting for us to finish with Todd Bowles, their coach. Tom's watching the Red Zone channel on his iPhone, watching the games go by and what's going on in different games. And he is a fan of the game. We started talking about which game's up, right? Like, hey, the Bears are doing this. Have you seen much of them? What do you think about this this year? I I like Fields. I've I've watched him a few times. I, I think he's a fan of the game and enjoys. He loves, 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 loves football. So if he can take that curtain down and share that love with the viewers, given who he is and what he's done, he's got a chance to be great at it. And I think he will be. Well, they're not clearly not paying him a lot, so they probably aren't too worried <laughs> no, about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it just points out that the guys who sit next to those guys who get paid a lot to get paid more. <laughs> that's yeah, right, that's right. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'll second that, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. Thirty? Is it thirty-seven million? Thirty-seven point five a year. Reported. Okay. Reported. I don't want to. Without getting too deep into your salary, I'm imagining that that's multiples of your salary. Am I correct? Multiple, multiple. <laughs> multiple, multiple. Okay. I'll see your multiple. <laughs> I'll see it. And I'll raise, raise you four more multiples. <laughs> well, you know he made a lot of money in football because if I was him, I'd start Sunday. He was like, I'll wait a year for that third. He used to, I'll yeah. start a year from now. No, I'll start Sunday. Yeah, Mitch, but you'll notice that'll be after the 23 24 season. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. You know what? When, when, when you're the GOAT, you get to do stuff. And <laughs> yeah. he's just kind of calling his shot. So, I'm telling like, you, he's buying a Eurail pass. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, always great to talk to you. Thanks great for Lions popping call on. the last game, too, Mike, you and Chris. That was a great call. Thank, thank, yeah. thank you're the best, you. Mike. That was a lot of fun. I am, I am excited and hopeful that when we see the schedule, we have a Sunday night in downtown Detroit. They, they, I'll tell great. you guys, everywhere I've gone, people are like, hey, you're from Detroit, right? Yeah. The Lions, I like them. People yeah. like this team, which is really cool to see. So let's let's hope it carries over to the summer and the hope fall. So mm-hmm. stay well, yeah. Mike. Enjoy some time off. All the best, guys. Be well. Mike Tarico joining us from NBC Sports at 760 WJR.